Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another podcast. Thank you for clicking on this podcast. Uh, I actually want to get into something that is really universal uh, across the board. I think the weight loss journey is set up for us to not be successful. Um, we are conditioned as a society, as a culture, to not be successful on our weight loss journey. And I'll tell you why. As a society, as a culture, we want things quick. We want things fast. You know, we, I think about recently with the pandemic and everything shutting down, how DoorDash became kind of a prominent thing of delivery. Couldn't really go out any places, so we wanted food delivered to us. And so one of the major companies that was a part of that was DoorDash. Now, in the name itself is Dash, so something quick. You know, we look at the food industry itself. It's fast food. A lot of what we do, a lot of what we participate in, it has to do with speed. That if it's quicker, if it's faster, then it's going to be more convenient for us. Um, in fact, the uh, job that I was connected with a couple of years ago, they did a survey on kind of the industry that I was in. What was the most successful way to uh, make the customer happy? Because I was in a customer-facing environment, and it all has to do with speed. It doesn't matter the quality. It doesn't matter, you know, what you're actually saying, but the speed is what really what mattered. And so, I was thinking about that, uh, especially with conveying the longevity of this journey, how long the process takes to actually lose weight and to reprogram your mind, because uh, you're really reprogramming everything that you've learned. You know, me getting up to 534 pounds, that didn't happen overnight. I was programmed in such a way that everything that I saw, everything that I interacted with. Um, was conditioning me and you know the blame of course falls on me for making those decisions but I was conditioned for something quick and easy like fast food which is typically not lowering calories the foods that take a little bit longer to put together something more of a, a plan uh, needs to be put together for more of the healthy planned foods that's not what I was conditioned for I was conditioned for I need something quick I need something easy so I'm gonna go and get something quick and easy and usually that didn't bode well for my success on my weight loss journey so when I talk about as a culture and as a society we are conditioned the other way we are constantly being told that the quick uh, fast way is the most convenient way and we want things quick and fast and so it all meshes together fast food DoorDash not saying DoorDash itself is inherently bad in the sense that they're delivering but you can see where the name kind of plays into what they're trying to portray to those that you know want delivery to their house you want it fast you want it in a dash well, you know, go through DoorDash. And so the words that are used speak to the larger picture of what is really being spoken to, which is the quick and fast solution for things. Um, I can think of so many different industries, so many different things that if uh, it's quicker, if it's faster, we're happier about it. And so I think about the weight loss journey. I think about the weight loss process. We are conditioned for looking or we are conditioned to look for the quick and fast solution. Lose 30 pounds in 30 days, lose 45 pounds in a month, or take this pill, take this solution, and you'll lose weight quick. Quick weight loss, fast, quick, I mean, everything in between. The industry understands that you want to, or you're at your particular high weight, or you're at a weight that you don't wanna be at, and you wanna quickly get down to your goal weight in which I was conditioned for so many years to the quick and easy route. You know, I did HCG, the drops underneath the tongue. I did, you know, uh, Atkins. I did Metafast. I did all of these things to try to get to my solution, get to my goal, the quick and fast. I, I don't want to go through the long 
strenuous process of losing weight, I want to quickly get to that process and, and not worry about having to wait for it. And so because I was doing that and setting myself up for that, I was setting myself up for a yo-yo diet. I was setting myself up for the yo-yo diet occurrences where you lose a little bit of weight, your body understands that, and then you end up gaining some weight back, if not all of it, if not some weight on top of that. Because I've always believed that our body is very intelligent and that when we go on a diet and lose 25 pounds and we do it a quick and fast and just this speedy way, that our body remembers that we did that. And so what happens is that we finally step off the diet or are not consistent anymore, we end up start integrating our old habits and we start getting back to how things were before. And by us doing that, we start putting weight back on. Now, with our bodies being as smart and intelligent as they are, in my mind, it's, well, our body is going to probably want to protect itself from what we just did to it. We abruptly changed its homeostasis. We abruptly changed its comfortability of, of where it is. And so our body slowly but surely gains the weight back. And eventually now we're back at our weight that we were at, but then we put a little bit more on. And that makes sense to me in my journey on why I always put more on after I went on some extreme diet, because it was my body saying, okay, you're going to get extreme. You're going to go insane with your weight loss. That's fine. Well, the next time that you do that, I'm going to put our body in a position that's going to counteract you try uh, trying to do that again. So you put a little bit extra on because your body's trying to safeguard itself. When I talk about a homeostasis or a set point, our body gets comfortable with a set point. And when we abruptly change it or alter it, 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 it freaks out. So when you make a quick, drastic change, your body freaks out. And yeah, you're gonna drop a little bit of weight, you're gonna drop a good amount of weight if you're consistently going through that extreme drop of calories and, and you're going through this extreme process. But I don't know how many times have we um, talked about and, and have seen in our society where there's a large amount of weight that comes, uh, that, that comes off, but then that weight eventually comes back on. And it has to do with there was some good habits that were instilled there, but there wasn't the long-term approach of what's going to be sustainable long-term. What's the education that I can find in food, in the things that I'm eating that allow me to stay at the weight that I want to be at without the concern of putting weight back on. And listen, there's fluctuations of weight, you know, putting a couple pounds on, 10, 15 pounds, 20 pounds on. All of that is, is pretty normal. I mean, for me, myself, in my process of losing weight, I would lose weight, put 10, 20 pounds on, it was understandable. But the really concerning point is gaining all the weight back and then some and putting weight back on top of that and going through that yo-yo of you're going down, you come back up, but then you go up a little bit and then you go down and you're constantly, in a sense, going the direction of a upward um, line of your weight. You're, you're constantly trickling up just a little bit. And I've been 200, 300, 400, all the way up to 500 pounds. And it wasn't just a straight line up. It was up, down, up, up, down, 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 up, up, down. And I was going the wrong direction up. I, I didn't gain or get to 534 pounds all at once. It took time. And so the same process of losing weight, it's got to be just the same. And I put something up this week as far as our, um, our weight loss journey should look like a what was it, a seismic uh, scale or, um, oh, I, now I can't even think, S systemic scale, and you're catching me in the middle of me just talking through this, that there is a seismic, I, I don't know why I want to say seismic shock, 
but you're probably saying and screaming through wherever you're listening what the actual name of measuring an earthquake is, but at the moment I can't think of it, so I'm just going to move on and hope you know what I'm talking about, that it is an up and down motion, and that's exactly how I gained the weight, and that's exactly how I need to lose the weight successfully. It's not going to just be a straight arrow down, and it wasn't a straight arrow up, but that process of losing weight quickly and kind of getting back into it, you lose it quickly, your body freaks out. That homeostasis set point that it's used to, it's comfortable with, you abruptly change it and it freaks out. And so when you do that, your body is smart enough to protect itself against any kind of craziness that we go through, especially with our extreme diets. And so that's why the process of losing weight has to take time. It's because you've got to move your set point in a way that your body doesn't freak out and want to just gain all the weight back. You know, if you all of a sudden lose 75 pounds in a very quick and fast way, and it's really abruptly changing the homeostasis of your body, your body's going to want to eventually get that back and get to that homeostasis because you did it such an extreme, non-habit-forming way that it's going to want to put itself back. And so that's why that yo-yo diet effect happens. And it happened to me for... I mean, how long was I, I started dieting when I was 10 years old, when I knew I was overweight, maybe even sooner than that. So for 20 plus, 25 plus, up to 30 years of me dieting and going through the process of up and down, up and down, up and down, it was constantly me going on this extreme diet and then me counteracting that by gaining the weight back and then putting more on top of that and constantly going through that fluctuation. And so my process now of understanding what my habit forming tendencies are to keep this weight off is that a lot of stuff that I'm doing now is habit forming. I am in a routine, I'm in a habit, I'm in a process that I'm used to now and I've been doing it for years that it's foreign to me to do anything besides what I'm doing that has made me successful. I think that's why it's been so difficult with, you know, especially welcoming a a new uh, life into the world. Our baby girl who we love and, and we cherish, she is a routine disruptor. So any kind of routine that we had before, is it's changed. Our sleep schedules have changed. Um, what we're doing, what I'm doing after work, before work, what I'm doing during the day, it all centers around her and what she's doing and what she's not doing and where we need to go and what we need to do. It's all centered around that. And so what made me successful up until now, my routine, my schedule, everything that I was doing is abruptly changed now. And so I said, and I said this in a post recently, that my most difficult time in my journey so far is what I'm going through right now because there isn't a set routine that I'm in that has um, reminded me of how I lost all the weight and was successful. And so, you know, the weight change as far as the scale is concerned, I'll go up five or six pounds and just stay there. And, And it won't move even though I'll get into my typical eating habits. And a lot of that has to do with my sleep schedule. You know, stress, uh, especially the hormones that are, <clears throat> excuse me, this uh, hormones that are related with stress, cortisol, uh, sleep deprivation, a lot of that has to do with weight gain. A lot of that has to do with your body retaining onto water and retaining onto things that, you know, typically would be let go of in a standard sleep schedule, less of a stressful environment. But I'm having to be in a position now where I've got to adapt to the changes that are happening, especially with a new addition in our life but also having to rely on what I've done to be successful up until now. And so that's my current process, is that I'm really relying upon, hey, the scale isn't moving, I'm not gonna let that mentally impact me as much as it used to, but I'm gonna take it one day at a time and know that, hey, the scale might not move because of my sleep schedule, my lack of sleep, sleep deprivation, the stress that I've got going on with you know, balancing everything, 
but if I stick to the core principles of what made me successful, you know, I focused on a high protein diet. I never treated carbs at the enemy uh, as the enemy, but I, I watched my carb intake because for me, carbs are fuel. And for me, if I'm not utilizing fuel, if I'm not utilizing the carbs that I'm intaking, then it's going to be excessive. So I'm uh, very mindful with my higher protein intake. Uh, I'm mindful with my carbohydrate intake, making sure that I utilize that to fuel my workouts, uh, to fuel what I'm doing. And then I'm uh, watching my calories and, and making sure that I'm at a good maintenance. Or if I need to be at a deficit, I'm at, at the deficit. I'm actively watching what my intake is so that I'm proactive with the things that are trying to get me off of my journey. And so, you know, when we talk about society and the culture, trying to get us off of being successful on the weight loss journey, like I started this conversation. It's everybody saying quick, quick, easy, dash, fast, fast food, um, do this quick, quick, fast, quick. It's surrounding us all the way of what we need to approach things as quick and fast. But then when we hear about the weight loss journey, we've got to do something counter cultural. We have to do something counter society and taking it slow and going about it in a way that might take a little bit longer than what people would be accustomed to seeing their immediate results with their extreme diet. But if you want to make your weight loss last, if you want it to be long term, if you want it to be something that is kept off for the longevity of your journey, and mind you, like I mentioned before, that the you know weight of fluctuation, there are events that happen parties that we go to, there's going to be fluctuations. But relatively, if you want to stay around your set point, where your set point lands, if you do it right, or your homeostasis point, instituting habits that will allow you to rely upon those when times get tough and things change is going to be important. So, you know, some practical examples of that is if I'm saying, hey, I've been successful on a higher protein diet, watching my uh, carbohydrate intake, I'm focusing on foods that are going to be higher protein. Uh, Higher protein diets have shown proof in science-backed studies to give you a better satiation or a fuller feeling. And so what were foods that I went to, what were go-to foods that I went to that were higher in protein that I I felt fuller longer with? What what, What did those meals look like? When did I eat and, and what kind of meals did I structure? Um, you know, good example in the morning, I, I typically, whether you have breakfast or not, you know, that's up for debate and whether breakfast is something that you should incorporate or not. I know that me, myself, I go with the standard four to five meals a day, typically have something in the morning, uh, afternoon and night, but then I have something in between that kind of keeps me um, satiated throughout the day, not in the sense that I, I'm hungry, that I need to eat. But it's something that is keeping my pro- protein intake high and then I'm fueling myself with it when I work out later on in the day. So, you know, in the morning I'll typically have a hard-boiled egg, uh, maybe some uh, keto bread with some avocado toast. Um, and then I'll put, uh, maybe sometimes I'll do a, a over-easy egg over the avocado toast, you know, watching my carbohydrate intake with the keto toast. Uh, but then I'm not too concerned as far as having a berry protein shake in the middle of the day. You know, putting a mixed berry um, kind of ensemble in a shaker cup, putting some almond milk and some protein powder in there, shaking it together and having a nice kind of fruit protein drink in the middle of the day. It's higher in protein. Yes, it's got the fruit um, and, you know, fruit comes inherently with sugar. 
but there's a lot of dietary fiber. Uh, the, the fruits that I'm putting inside of my drink are lower on the glycemic index, so I'm not impacting my blood sugar as much. And so I'm integrating things that I enjoy, but also approaching it with the appropriate balance with you know avocado um you know at night having more of the spinach and, and lettuce and romaine lettuce wraps um you know having salads and being mindful that um you know green beans asparagus brussels sprouts or something that i need to incorporate so you know when i approach a day of eating i'm approaching about it in a way that can be something i integrate long term and it's not just something that I'm eating for that moment but it's something that I can enjoy five four six however long I'm on this journey for I can enjoy it long term so Brussels sprouts asparagus green beans I, I love all those foods um, green beans not as much if I'm honest but asparagus and um, and Brussels sprouts really enjoy those and so a staple dinner for me is a solid protein say it's steak or it's fish or it's chicken uh, putting some asparagus in there and maybe having uh, an apple with it. Something that is long-term sustainable and then you know, building upon that meal to say, okay, I can have something else. And you know, if we're getting into the quick and fast solutions, you can have quick and fast solutions on your weight loss journey, but it's having quick and fast solutions that are beneficial for your overall journey. So I know that a go-to for me is asparagus. I love asparagus. Brussels sprouts are a go-to for me. So when I'm going shopping at Costco, I'm buying those in bulk and then I'm cooking those in bulk so that I have those available um, you know, during the week. If I know that eggs are a go-to in the morning, keto toast is a go-to in the morning, uh, avocados a go-to, Finding your go-to foods, and oftentimes this can come from a shopping list that you get from, say, a coach or someone that has shared a shopping list with you in regards to what plan that you're particularly on. You know, getting that shopping list and really thinking about writing down, putting together meals. Um, there is recipe books on Amazon. I've put together a journal, a couple journals, like diet journals, workout journals, gratitude journals, um, recipe journals, workout journals, all kinds of journals I've been able to slowly put together and put on Amazon because I want to approach it from a holistic standpoint of, okay, what are all the things that you potentially would need on your journey to be successful? And a part of that is journaling. And so one of the journals that I have on Amazon is a recipe book. It's pretty much taking foods that you buy at the grocery store and putting together meals on what you could potentially have during the week. If you were to get a, a, a meal journal and write down just a host of things that you've typically cooked in the past that have been successful for you, you're building your library of go-to meals. That's where the society standpoint, the, the, like the society and culture, countercultural argument kind of comes in, is that they want you to go to that quick and fast solution at that fast food joint or that fast and quick solution, you know, wherever you get your quick and fast food that is typically higher in calories, higher in carbohydrates, higher in sugar, you know, all these places that we go to to find these things, the counterbalance to that is actually finding meals at home that you can put together, finding either a meal prep service that maybe works for you that is going to allow you to be successful long term because you can always go back to that or you can always rely upon that being within your healthy sector of foods that you can have. And so when society is saying quick, fast, easy, we have to approach our weight loss journey in the complete opposite way of it's not going to be fast, it's not going to be quick, and it's not going to be easy. 
But if I put in the work and I'm consistent and I start building a library, I start journaling, I start reaching out for accountability and support, I start building a knowledge and education on how to be successful on this journey of health, then years from now, I won't have to freak out when something happens that I don't plan. Um, you know, say a, an abrupt change happens in your life that you're not expecting. Maybe a move. Maybe it's a family passing. Maybe it's um, a relationship issue. Something like that. Something abruptly happens that you don't plan on. You are relying upon an education and a knowledge base that you've built up for years to help go back to when times are tough. Something that we did plan and had planned for a long time is having our baby girl. That when planned things happen in your life, you have a go-to set of habits and routines that you have known historically has made you successful so you go back to it because it's something that you know works for you so as i'm seeing the scale tick up a little bit and it freaks me out if i'm honest i need to go back to the routines and habits that have made me successful up until now that way if something that i can't control like sleep you know i can try to sleep as much as i can but if she's up in the middle of the night and you know sleep is just not something i can consistently get for a solid straight eight hours if it's something out of my control i can go back to things that i can control and going back to things that i control like my habits and routines that made me successful that's really important that's really essential to be successful years into your journey and so um I guess it's not supposed to be a Debbie Downer message of, um, hey, it's going to be hard, it's going to be rough, it's going to take a long time. But really, if you do it right, you've only got to do it once. I mean, really, if you do it right, you've only got to do it once. If you do it wrong, per se, do it too quick, too fast, too speedy, too rush and get to your goal, then you might just have to do it again. And I would rather do it right the first time or do it right one time than having to do it multiple times before. And so if you're in a situation, if you're listening to this saying, you know what, I've done it multiple times the quick and fast way, look into what was quick, what was fast, what was your mentality going into it quick and fast, and how does that change this time? How does that change on your approach this time on how you're going to approach your journey? You know, if you went to the gym six days a week for three hours and went intense and went extreme, joined a Zumba class or some sort of fitness class and was super intense with it, if that didn't last, what can you get into now that will? You know, if for you it might be something that might shock you to where oh, I need to join the gym, I need to join the fitness class, I need to get crazy in the gym when you're thinking, you know what, long term, as of right now, walking is going to work for me. You know, long term right now for me, um, hiking or going to the trail, walking my dog a little bit more consistency, consistently setting reminders on my phone to go to the park every day and, and walk laps around the park, whatever is less of an impact for you and can be something that you can sustain more on a long-term basis, maybe that's something you need to do in the sense that, I mean, if we approach it uh, kind of what I have referenced before, if your body is in a homeostasis, a set point, and to abruptly change it with an extreme diet, puts it in a position to gain that weight back so that it safeguards itself for future purposes and you go on that yo-yo diet, what if you go on some extreme workout program that is so extreme that you end up getting burned out and don't want to go back to the gym anymore, or at least for a long time? Get into something that is slow, steady, and consistent, something not too ch challenging or crazy that you can build upon. You know, I work out five or six days a week now, 
There's no way I would have been working out like that in the beginning. Uh, in the very beginning, I just started by walking, which I've referenced before, but my workout program in the very beginning was two days on, two days off. Three days in a row was too much for me, if I'm honest. It was too much. I was stressing me out. It was just too much. So I took a step back. Was it hard for me to do that? Yeah, it was. But was it worth it now, five years later, that I'm able to go five or six days a week and I enjoy it? It, it ended up paying off. And so that's really important to, to look at. Hey, this might not seem like much now, but if it's something that can allow me to be successful long-term and integrate something that is more of on a consistent thing years from now, then it's gonna be worth it come five years from now. So the society, the culture is telling you the quick and easy way. The Instagram profiles, the, the, um, the trainers, the coaches, Dr. Oz, I'm not throwing shade at Dr. Oz, but I don't know how many magazines I've seen where he's got his face on it and it says, Dr. Oz says 10 pounds in 10 days is possible. All of that stuff is setting our mentality up for failure, thinking that it's going to be quick and easy and that we're going to make it last when it's quick and easy. The bottom line is we have neural pathways that have positioned us to think about food, how we have a relationship with food and how we work with food in a certain way. And to change that just abruptly and expect it to last is unrealistic. We've got to approach it in a way that, hey, I've got a bad neural pathway that has led me to my top weight or for, that has led me to gain weight. I've got to start thinking of ways to abruptly change that neural pathway so that I don't process things in a way that is going to negatively impact me. Here's a neural pathway as an example. Neural pathway for me is getting on the scale, not seeing it move, starving myself the next day, expecting results. It just wasn't fundamentally smart for me to do that. Here's an old mental pathway for me. I'm stressed out at work. I, I, I need some sort of comfort. I need some sort of outlets. So I'm going to utilize food as an outlet. I'm going to utilize food as a comfort. You know, for me, it's not like I don't eat now, but I've surrounded myself with less trigger foods in the house, but also at the same time, you know, surrounding myself with less trigger foods in the house, I've put things in my house that I enjoy eating that are supporting my plan rather than hindering it. Or I'll go for a walk, you know, I'll integrate mindful meditation, the box breathing technique a little bit more. I'll find different things that help pull me out of that stressful moment rather than relying on food that's going to pivot me the wrong direction. Uh, a neural pathway for me is to uh, because I'm not seeing the results or because I'm not happy with myself, uh, then I'm going to position myself to feel better because and, and get comfort from food. You know, realizing that I, I need, maybe need to set up an accountability partner or get some support or start talking to more folks about support about my journey to help encourage me that um, my self-sabotaging words sometimes are harmful and my self-thoughts and my uh, body dysmorphia of myself is harmful where I'm just destroying my progress because I'm not seeing immediately what I want to see and so I just go back to old habits and, and the way it used to be before. There's so many neural pathways that have negatively pushed us the wrong direction. Um, you know, a, a kind of a, a neural pathway that before was very negative, and, and I've mentioned this, is the exercise portion. A negative neural pathway is that I need to go to the gym and I need to go extreme. A new neural pathway, a corrected neural pathway is I'm going to put in 30 minutes of walking today. Something not too extreme, something not too intense. I'm going to walk around my block and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for six weeks. Just going to do that. Uh, but i got to lose the weight quick. Hold on. Slow down. Okay. It's going to happen in time because again, if you do it once, 
then you're not going to have to do it again if you do it right. And so 30 minutes, six weeks, that's not enough. That's not enough. 150 minutes in a week is what the American Heart Association recommends. That's 30 minutes a day for five days. And that's two rest days. Can you get up and go walking for 30 minutes? You know, if 30 minutes all at once is too much, in the morning, can you walk around for 15 minutes? Can you get up and walk around your kitchen? Can you walk around the block? Positioning yourself for success in regards to something small is what you'll need to do initially. Can I walk 10 minutes? In 10 minutes, you'd be surprised how quick 10 minutes is. But can I walk around my house for 10 minutes? Can I vacuum for 10 minutes? Can I do chores for 10 minutes? And can I do that three times a day? So that way it equals 30 minutes. And can I do that five days a week where it's not too intense? Find what's not as intense for you to feel daunting or it, so that it doesn't feel daunting eventually. And it's something that you can stick to and add upon to. You know, what if you do 30 minutes a day and eventually you come to a point of, I can do a lot more. I, I feel the stamina. I feel the endurance. I, I maybe want to go hiking. Maybe I want to go to the park and maybe do some lunges or some high knees. Build upon something small so that way eventually you're now building your library of things that you've gone through and that you've overcome and that you've added upon. And eventually with time, you're going to have a library and education of what it takes to maintain this long term. Because again, society, culture wants you to lose it quick. Get it off right now. Right now, 10 pounds, 10 days. Um, take, Take a look at this detox tea or this wrap or this weight loss program that'll allow you to lose 60 pounds in 30 days. All of that stuff, again, is conditioning you for the quick and easy route to where your homeostasis, your set point as a body is going to get so abruptly changed that you end up falling off, potentially gaining the weight back and then some, and then feeling the same way in six months and doing the same thing again. And I'm speaking from experience, continuing to do that in a cycle that is so detrimental to your health that I myself got up to 534 pounds without realizing that there was enough of an issue that I needed to do something about it. It's a vicious cycle, and that vicious cycle is simply conquered with time and accepting that it's going to take time and that it's going to take a minute for you to rebuild those mental pathways. But it's also to say that it's possible. It's also to say that from experience, and I mentioned this in a story the other day, that you're looking at a resume as a hiring manager, you're looking at experience. If I could share experience coming across thousands of profiles, thousands of messages on Instagram, on so many people that have started their journey and shared that they've started, but also have checked in with me as far as how they're doing. I'm not their coach. I'm not their, um, you know, go-to person. They're just sending me a message and updating me. And I've had a lot of folks do that, and it's fantastic. Uh, going through that whole process and seeing all the experience that I have, I'm here to tell you from experience that those that take that balanced approach of I'm going to do this right and I'm going to do this once, and even if it takes longer, that's okay. I've seen so much success with those stories versus I'm doing this extreme diet. I'm doing this thing that my friend told me that was good and I'm going to do it. If you're doing something that someone else told you about and you're going into it blindly, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not going into it with, okay, I'm going to do this because this is what I've researched. This is what I've planned. This is what I've looked into. That's going to allow me to be successful long-term and I can approach this in a less extreme way. So yes, it's going to take a long time, but Again, I'll kind of end you with uh, in with this. If you do it once and you do it right, uh, you might be able to just keep it off. And again, there's going to be some variables with maybe minor minor gain back. You know that I don't want you to think oh, I put 10, ten pounds back. I didn't do it right. No, there's fluctuations. There's changes that happens. Things happen in life and things go up and down. But 
relatively, you're not going to gain the weight back. All the weight back that you lost, you're not going to gain it all back. You're not going to put more on, on top of that because you've done it right. You did it in a way that was balanced and, and approached and you were successful at it. So I'm hoping this encourages you. I'm hoping to share that my experience is, is a testament to it being possible and that uh, you can do it. And really, it's not just a slogan or a saying or you put this on a wall. It's if I can do it, you really can. You really, really can. And I look forward to those messages in the future where you say simply that I was able to. And um, and I hope you're encouraged in that. Um, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, I do want to try to keep these about 30 minutes short and simple. Something for your ride home. Something you can listen to on the way to work, on the way home from work. Something maybe cleaning around your house. Um, something quick and easy. And something that... If I say something, it, it can be confined within these 30 minutes and I can just make more podcasts on different topics rather than me putting together, say, a two-hour podcast, there being a lot of information in there and maybe not all of it is retained all at once. So uh, I think the 30-minute podcast is going to be the best way to go. Uh, I'm going to get my wife on here. You know, We're really trying to balance time and getting time to do that. Um, two big things that we want to discuss is support um, before and after surgery. Uh, but also cost when it comes to surgery, just kind of a good surgery conversation. Um, and I think that would be very beneficial. So look for that hopefully in the next couple days. I'm really hoping for that, uh, or if not uh, in the next week or so. Um, do want to say a special shout out to our newest supporter, Dustin. Um, that's a nice name, by the way. Uh, but I just want to say uh, thank you uh, to recent supporter Dustin and the other supporters as well that continue to support this podcast. It really helps. Uh, it really helps support us and put something together that tries to help and support the community and um, convey as much information as possible to help us all succeed and thrive. I um, want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast and I will talk to you on the next one.